0: Protecting your assets for the next generation, you're listening to The Strong Room, a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 770 CHQR. Welcome to The Strong Room. I'm Peter Watts. Caregiving and the best interests of the elderly are the themes to the program today. The two topics are related in that as we age, we'll likely need some type of care, and we're all living longer. As well, mental capacity may become an issue, and that's something to take into account for both caregivers and for their financial advisors. The hope is that an individual who is aging has put in place a life plan. That plan provides both the resources to live out a life comfortably, as well as what will happen to the estate at life's end. To help on the financial side, the Investment Funds Institute of Canada has launched a video series to help advisors support elderly clients. A chance to visit now with Menal Upadia, Vice President and General Counsel for the Investment Funds Institute of Canada. Minal chaired a task force that looked at the challenge. Minal, why was this series created?
1: It was created because we um, have seen that firms and advisors are increasingly grappling with a variety of issues and working with uh, aging clients. You know, Advisors spend a lot of time building relationships with their clients and they strive to achieve the right outcomes for them. So when they see um, signs of diminished capacity or they become aware of uh, possible financial abuse, they want to do the right thing for their clients, but it's not always easy or straightforward given the complexity of family dynamics, um, issues dealing with confidentiality and privacy, all of this while they're trying to adhere to their obligations as regulators registered representatives. That's why we think it's important for organizations like IFIC to work with other stakeholders um, in the financial services industry to advocate um, for resources and regulatory change to help the industry manage their relationships with aging investors.
0: You chaired a task force on this topic. Uh, what points came out of the discussions that you had and are reflected in the video series that has been developed?
1: Um, the Force talked about a lot of the issues that advisors are grappling with, and so we felt that there was a good um, need out in the um, advisor community for resources um, to help advisors understand how to deal with aging clients. But we also thought it was important. Um, to bring together representatives from industry investor advocacy groups and regulatory organizations to advance the industry's ability to proactively and effectively respond to the needs of investors with diminished capacity.
0: If advisors are dealing with someone holding power of attorney for a senior how does an advisor guard against being accused of taking advantage of an elderly client? I think the
1: The key thing that advisors have to keep in mind when they're dealing with an attorney under a power of attorney is that they have to remember that the client continues to be the individual who is the account holder. Both the advisor and the attorney have an obligation to act in that client's best interests, and so advisors should continue to advise on the account for the benefit of the client and not for the benefit of anyone else. A lot of it comes down to exercising good judgment. If an advisor is concerned about instructions that they're being given by an attorney or about taking any particular action, they should escalate those concerns through their escalation procedures and perhaps even discuss them with their compliance or legal departments.
0: What are the red flags of abuse that advisors need to be able to recognize in dealing with older clients?
1: So, in our first video, it deals with elder abuse, and we summarize several forms of abuse, including emotional psychological abuse, physical abuse, neglect, and the common forms of um, and the most common form of abuse, financial exploitation indicators of uh, financial abuse that advisors want to look out for could include things like a lack of client awareness about money matters or where their money is or assets have gone, um, a sudden appearance of a new power of attorney, uh, abrupt changes to their investment plans or how they're dealing with their finances. Um, Often it can be a family member or other person who speaks on behalf of the client or refuses the client's ability to spend money for their personal or financial well-being.
0: Okay. What practical information and resources have been uh, provided to advisors to help them deal with elderly clients?
1: Uh, Our Vulnerable Investor Resource Centre, which just went up this week, offers some tools that have practical guidance for advisors. For example, there are two Advisor Insights Checklists on cognitive decline and financial exploitation to help advisors broach these sensitive topics with their clients before any problems arise. They also describe what actions to take if they become concerned that a client may be at risk of financial exploitation. We've endeavored to write the checklists in plain language and put them into three separate sections. Uh, The first deals with how advisors can prepare to work with potentially vulnerable investors. The second is what to watch for when advising such clients, and then finally recommended actions to help the advisor and dealer meet their legal and regulatory obligations.
0: You mentioned family dynamics, and I wonder if this video series will spell out uh, the role of family and other influencers in elder abuse uh, when it comes to financial matters.
1: It certainly does touch on the role of family um, and other influencers. It speaks to the fact that most often, Cases of elder abuse come from someone known to the victim. Um, what's also worth noting is that sometimes the victim may not recognize that they've actually lost financial control and decision-making because of, uh, because of advice. And sometimes the, it may not even be the intended outcome of the abuser to be abusive. Um, they may not necessarily understand that they're behaving in an abusive manner.
0: I think a lot of what advisors uh, will learn about dealing with elderly clients is being able to make them feel comfortable and not be intimidated by the meeting or the surroundings when it comes to discussions of finances. Um, it helps if the client, I think, has been a long standing client of a particular advisor, uh, but even so, as someone ages and perhaps with diminished mental capacity, uh, making sure that, that com- the client is comfortable uh, in in the, in the setting for this discussion would seem to be pretty important.
1: Uh, I would absolutely agree, and that's why the three training videos uh, dealing with elder abuse capacity and decision-making and elder-friendly practices all emphasize the importance of establishing and maintaining a professional and comfortable rapport with clients um, the third video in particular provides practical guidance for advisors and firms in terms of what they can do to make their practice more elder-friendly. In many cases, it can be as easy as offering a comfortable and accessible meeting space, um, free from distractions and noise, suitable furniture, comfortable temperature, uh, and well-lit with the appropriate audiovisual support. Um, The other key factor is anchoring the relationship and trust because all advisory relationships essentially do start from a place of trust.
0: Are advisors encouraged to go to the residence of a senior client in particular uh, just to, to satisfy that feeling of comfort for the client?
1: advisors have to do what is comfortable for themselves and their client and so if based on the relationship what a client would like is for the advisor to attend um, for a meeting at the client's residence that's certainly something that an advisor should consider. Um, Often advisors will go with another representative of their firm to meet with their clients in their client's desired location.
0: And are these videos going to be available to the general public?
1: Yes, they are. The complete series is going to be posted on our website at ific.ca. Um, they are part of our Vulnerable Investors Resource Centre, which includes other practical tools and resources. Um, while they're within the invest- or the advisor sen- uh, section of our website, anybody in the
0: public can access them. Minal Upadia is Vice President of Policy and General Counsel for the Investment Funds Institute of Canada
2: welcome to summer a great time for vacations spending time at the cottage and enjoying some relaxation time it's a good time as well to be talking with your family about a life plan are your expectations the same as your partner's does your family approve of what you want to do with the assets you've spent a lifetime accumulating and what to do with the family's recreational property all good questions all worthy of a conversation this summer around the picnic table Build a consensus and then call McMillan Estate Planning at 403 266-6464. Life Planning brings peace of mind. It puts a plan in place to deal with the what-ifs that life delivers. Give yourself the freedom to enjoy the summer, knowing you've got a plan in place in case something happens. When you're ready, call McMillan Estate Planning at 403-266-6464 and have a great summer season.
0: Next, Elder Abuse. What to watch for in terms of the best financial interests of an elderly person. You're listening to The Strong Room on 770 CHQR.